Hello everyone and welcome back to the podcast. My name is Darren Connell and this is Straight White Whale. After 12 days holiday, we have returned. So um, let me list off a couple uh, things that we always give a shout out to. We're going to give Michael Burns a shout out again, mate, if that's okay. No, not at all. Fuck him. (laughs) Lamb Solutions Limited, a company ran by my friend Michael Burns. Michael Burns is like a jack of all trades, right? He's one of the guys, he can do joinery, plumbing, he can fit kitchens. That's what his business does. So if you've got a house and you need your kitchen fitted, your bathroom fitted, get in touch with Michael Burns. Not only that, he also does gutter cleaning and he does window cleaning so if you're listening to this podcast and you need something like that done tell him that you heard this through my podcast and he'll give you like a free estimate or he'll give you a discount trust me he was in my school he's a good lad lamb solutions limited the number will come up in the screen and michael burns is a good guy so there we go you've got my word on it and as always, feel a wee bit rusty here, Paul. It's been 12 days, mate. My big, <laughs> massive, fat tongue in my mouth nearly swallowed there. Um, I like to give some mental health charities a call out. Um, mental health charities that mean a lot to me. Back on side. They are a Scottish mental health charity that mostly deal with young guys that are struggling with their mental health things like football players that kind of get a professional contract or they've been released through their club with injury all that type of stuff they they help those guys i do therapy way back on site i love i love them it's changed my life i've noticed that some punters will message me and they they say that they've noticed a change in me from the start of the podcast from when i'm doing therapy and i would put that down to back on site so on back on side's website, um, there's a list of numbers. If you're struggling, you can get Alcoholics Anonymous. It's a free charity. Um, if you feel that you're an alcoholic or if you've got a family member that's an alcoholic, you could phone the AA helpline and they will literally drive to your house, pick you up and take you to a meeting. That's how AA operates. You go to a meeting, get yourself a cup of tea and a wee sandwich and all you have to do is sit and listen and it could save your life or a friend or a fam- family member's life. That's the same with CA, which is Cocaine Anonymous, any Narcotics Anonymous and they've got the number for the Samaritans there. I've also used uh, the Samaritans at times in my life and I would say they've actually saved my life. So, Welcome back to the podcast. We've missed you. Uh, the punters have got in touch and they says they've missed the, the podcast as well, which means a lot. Very, very kind things to say. But on a serious note, Paul, I would like to give you a shout out before we get into it. I listened to your podcast, mate, on a sonic hug. Oh, really? I listened to your... It, Paul went on a podcast and it was 30 minutes long and and Paul had a chance to share his story. Now, if you've listened to the podcast, you'll know that I'm a recovering alcoholic and Paul's recovery is sex addiction and porn. And he went on to a sonic hug. 
podcast and he shared his story and hats off to him. Like that must have been hard. Like I know it's a very tough subject to talk about and like mm-hmm. people giggle and stuff. Like I don't even know why people giggle, mate. Because it's, it's... So if you want a real laugh, mate, you go onto my Facebook page, scroll back to like fucking 2017. I did a BBC... Is it short? Yeah, I did a BBC shot on porn addiction and go and look at the comments if you, <laughs> if you want a real laugh, mate. It's just pure Paul's a wanker, Paul's a wanker, Paul's a beast, Paul's a just like okay, but aye. There was a lot of there was a few things in there, but see like you're saying people giggle, people absolutely fucking giggle. Yeah. And take a piss with you. I think they giggle because it's a nervous thing as well, because it's aye. so you're opened up, it's so exposed. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's like the real deal. It's like God, I need to be careful with my words here. It's like, see, being sober, sober's cool now. Mm-hmm. It's not the way it was 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. So, like, everybody's sober, even the kind of fake sober people. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a thing. But what you're talking about is, like, I listened to it. I found it very moving. I could identify with a lot of things, mate. I'm sure a lot of young guys could identify with some shit as mm-hmm. well. Um, It's the real deal. So, Good. I give it... All these, like, back on side and stuff. Mm-hmm. If there's someone that's watching this podcast and they feel like they have an, a, a porn addiction or sex addiction, what would you say to them if they wanted to get help? Oof. It's kind of hard, isn't it? Because there isn't really, like... I would just say, I would... Men's groups... But then when I was, I'm saying that, I'm like, fuck, man, it's such a... Because there's so much... It's kind of like taboo and sex is kind of shameful. Um, The way that I did it was, first of all, I gave it up. Like, you know what I mean? It's I know that that seems quite very simple. I stopped watching porn. I think I told, mate, I recorded that podcast. I had a look back because my missus was like, why did you not tell me that you recorded that podcast? I was like, I recorded that podcast like June 2021. Wow. Did it. So I'm, I was like, I found it like six weeks ago that it, it was coming out. feel quite proud that she's put it out because that's a, that, a Sonic Hug is a decent sized podcast. They're on A Big Light, which is Janice Forsyth's podcast label, and it's legit. Helena's like a legit podcaster. Not that we'll know, but we're here taking the piss. Do you know what I mean? Having a laugh. She's doing like serious shit. Um, and. So I feel quite proud that it was episode one of season three because yeah. I think like, I don't know, like for me, if that was me, I'd be putting something good out first. So I was kind of like, oh, I feel quite good that it's the first episode of the season. Um, But I told the story about like, I Googled my symptoms and it was like the first thing that came up was how much porn are you watching? And it was like a fucking lightning bolt struck me. I think I said in that podcast, it was like a light bulb went off my head. It was like fucking lightning had hit me. I was like, oh no, because I sort of secretly knew I had a problem, but never really wanted to face up to it. It mm-hmm. was almost like, nah, it's all right. A light bulb moment. Mm-hmm. Ah, it's like, oh, it's all right. Like, everybody watches porn. It's all right. I'm watching it four times a day. Do you know what I mean? Like, And then I used to say to myself as well, ah, I must have a really high sex drive. Mm-hmm. I'm different for other people and it's just all fucking nonsense, mate. You're just lying to yourself. But the first thing I did was I stopped. I was like, I need to stop. That's the first thing. Like, I'm going to just take a minute here, 
take a step back for what I'm doing and take a look to see if this is the thing. Because mm. the internet's telling me this is the thing. And when I started, one of the big things that was really encouraging was going on to Reddit and going on to the internet and reading other people's stories. Yeah. Because I didn't never had thought that porn addiction was an actual thing. So reading the stories, relating to it, and then I went and got a psychosexual therapist because I was making good money. And that's a privileged position to be in, to be able to just go and Google, Google, what day a day, and one of the piece, top piece of advice is go and get therapy, and then Googling sex therapy, and then wading through all the fucking porn that comes up because you've put sex into Google, but finding somebody and going and seeing them like a couple of days later. Because <coughs> you've got enough money to pay a hundred quid a session to go and see a specialist. So if you're, if you're, I don't think a lot of people are in that. So I would say stop, go and read the things on the internet, go and read people's stories. And then mate, there is so much help now. When I realized that I was addicted to porn in 2014, there was nothing there other than no fap community, normal people, and then some advice. See now on YouTube, there's actual real qualified therapists there giving you advice. Mm -hmm. So I would stop watching porn, go and engage with the community that exists online, but don't get too much into it because like any other recovery program, it can get quite dogmatic and can almost feel like a religion. But go to YouTube, mate, and go and take the steps that the professionals tell you to take because that's what I did. Amazing. And it, it worked for me. That's amazing. I'm sure there's recovery um, I think there's like sex addiction anonymous and stuff. Like if you just Google it, you would find it. Mm -hmm. but, I think there's uh, one in Partick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But honestly, mate, well done. I really enjoyed listening to Aye. that. I'm not going to listen back. Yeah. It's because I recorded it so long ago and I'm just like, mm, I'll just leave. I'll, I'll it cut it out there and I'll just let it yeah. be out there and I'll let people take for it whatever they want to take for it. Nothing crazy. It was just a normal discussion, but it's a subject that not a lot of people talk about. Mm -hmm. So it was just different and it was good. So mm -hmm. the amount of like on the YouTube, on the sorry, on the Facebook stuff, it, the people that were coming in and taking the piss, mate, quite sadly, it was all men. Yeah. And the last sort of two days, I think, Sonic Hug came out Monday. I've had DMs and messages off a woman. Being like, my boyfriend needs to listen to this. And so that's the sort of state of affairs that we're in. I think we're in. I think I said, and I've definitely said this a lot. I think this is a sleeping giant. Yes. I don't think we really understand the implications and the impact of giving people high speed internet and unlimited access to hardcore pornography. Pretty much for like, what? Probably about seven year old now, like mm -hmm. whatever it is. I think I read a statistic not so long ago that said that. 70 is 80% of uh, 10 and over. That's like at the age of 10, we're at the sort of 70% of viewed hardcore pornography. That's... I didn't see hardcore porn. I think I said this in the interview, probably like you're repeating yourself, but I didn't see it until I was like 15. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It was a scud book. Oh, you know what I mean? Somebody would be like, oh, I got a magazine and it's 40s. Aye. It's not the same as, you know what I mean? I remember my my family were getting their bathroom fitted, right? The same bathroom since birth. Mm -hmm. So it was fucking, you know, 30-year-old bathroom. Mm -hmm. And the guys came in and they were ripping out the sink and stuff and they found pornos underneath the sink. <laughs> Honestly, mate, I was like maybe 12. 
and my, my oldest brother was like, ah, uh, is that yours? I was like, mate, it says fucking 1982 on the, the cover. <laughs> but that's the first time that I've seen a porno. Oh, I remember it? looking as a wee guy, but it was like, I've got a golden ticket. Uh, uh, mate, I was honestly 11 or 12. No, I, I, I remember because there was, there was about four or five of them. And my dad left one in the toilet because, you know, everything's are getting ripped at the toilet. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting there in the toilet and I'm looking at the magazine. Mm -hmm. And I was literally, I, I, I think I actually said out loud, no way, that's a fanny. <laughs> <laughs> and I was proper like... <laughs> Aye. I fun, I've got a couple of, I've got many, many stories about porn, but I've got a couple of funny ones. Like, me and my mate's fun one like a uh, uh, as as my mate said once a scud jotter and, <laughs> <laughs> and a poly bag and a hedge and i think that's more common than what people i don't know why people would stash their fucking pornos and hedges but it was like readers wives mm. and it was just like normal like bush like just women you know what i mean like and me and my mates were like primary six and um it kind of freaked me out. Yeah. I didn't like it. I was like, oh, I, I felt like I was doing something wrong. I, I seen it and I remember being like, like you're saying, like your my pupils must have dilated. You know what I mean? When you first seen <laughs> vagina, pure, oh my God. But then I instantly was like, I don't want, I don't want to look at it. I felt like I was doing something wrong. Yeah. But one of my mates was pure, <laughs> look at the size of her bobby. Because <laughs> she had like, Flaps hanging down, like we we flap. Aye. And, mate, he get ripped for that forever. For years. For fucking years, mate. Aye. I mean, as soon as we went to secondary school, it was like the first thing we tell everybody when we went to secondary school. It was like, he seen a fucking, he seen a porno and was like, pure look at the size of her wee bobby. Um, but my other story. <laughs> oh, man. I stole a couple of, like, Escort and, like, say, like, the British top shelf. Aye. Like, I worked in RS McCall's delivering papers. And the guy went through the back and I like grabbed, over the course of a couple of weeks, I accumulated maybe like three or four magazines. One of them was called Gingers, oh, which nice. was just redheads. And mate, I've got, I've I've said this to people, I've got a fascination with redheads. My, mm. I mean, Sean's got red hair. And I think it stems for that fucking, that magazine, mate, when I yeah. was like what, 13. But I used to keep them in my beanbag. And that's no euphemism. Um, <laughs> literally like, no, you'd open up a bean bag, it'd be all the wee beans. I would I would roll them up and like push them into the beans so that you know, like they wouldn't <laughs> get my mom when they find them cleaning my room or whatever. So that's it, like so maybe the last time I had them out, maybe like fucking 14 or 15 year old or something like that. Fast forward to like 30, my sister sends me a text messages and goes, eh, your nephew was in about your bean bag. Oh my god. <laughs> it went Mum, what's that? And you could feel it through the beanbag because it was like rolled up. And my sister and my mom and my auntie went into my beanbag and found my fucking pornos. Ah. Oh. when I was 13. Were they all right with you? Aye, they were fucking howling. At that point, I don't was it maybe even later than that? I think by that point, they knew I'd had a problem. You know what I mean? I'd, I had to go and tell my mom. I was like, listen, just in case somebody fucking sees a video on the internet or hears me talking about this, like, I've had a problem with pornography and to be fair to her, like, she was nice and she was just sort of like, 
she said to me like, I didn't know you could have a problem with pornography. I was like, me either. I like, fucking too right. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I had to go and tell them all. Cause I don't want them fucking seeing it on a no, video, good. especially my sister good on, on you, Facebook mate. or my nephew. You know what I mean? He's a teenager and got so. I've told them all and I they made they made they made a laugh about it and I had a laugh about it. I was like, tell me, didn't fucking see it? And she went. <laughs> One of them was very interesting, and I was like, oh, what one was that? And she was like, there's one called Gingers. And I was just like, aye, fuck. <laughs> At least it wasn't like women with like fucking handlebar mustaches and all that. Aye, uh, amputees or something. something <laughs> mental. No, but good on you, mate. And I'm sure a lot of, a lot of people can, uh, you know, uh, relate to that. So mm-hmm. well done. And we've been away for 12 days and people are wanting to know what happened. So Paul was away on holiday, right? And I had a couple of things. I went up to Aberdeen as part of my tour, as part of the Aberdeen Comedy Festival. By the way, I need to explain something very quickly. It's fucking torrential rain outside, right? I get caught in the rain walking to the studio, soaked right through. Even my pants were fucking soaking, right? I had to jump into Primark. And I just randomly grabbed a jumper and a pair of joggies. So if this is looking a bit tight, it's because I just uh, grabbed a fucking... Look good, mate. He's a... Look at them, man. Oh, oh. Buns. Yes. Beefcake. Imagine finding that in a porno. <laughs> yeah, I've uh, seen worse. <laughs> oh. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I done the Aberdeen Comedy Festival, but Paul was away on holiday. So 12 days I've not seen you, mate. I've got... No separation anxiety i must say the desire to be a cuck <laughs> where you and your girlfriend has dimmed oh okay perhaps a 12 day break was good for me maybe <laughs> you're addicted to me <laughs> i it was it's been good for my mental health well, i'm in recovery i for being so, a cuck. how was your holiday mate it was very good mate um i didn't do a lot but we went up to a log cabin in Perth. Nice. And we got there and the place was half finished and they hadn't installed their Wi-Fi and there was no mobile data. So I actually had a break. But I'll tell you what the funny thing was, right? They were like um, smart TVs in every cabin. I But the smart TV wasn't connected to anything, including an aerial. <laughs> so there was no TV, no laptop, no phones, nothing for like four days. That must have been strange. Well, it was it was kind of like weird for about a day and then it just I just played my guitar took my guitar with me. Good. Um we were there with our couple, like my best mate. We just sat and played guitar and just went to the pub. Aye. But we had it was good to, I was a bit pissed off when I got there and they were like, Oh sorry, look, the Wi-Fi's not been installed yet and I was looking at my phone and there was nay bars. I was like, What the fuck am I going to do here? Well, I said after a day, it was all right. But we had this funny moment where they were like, I was like, where's the nearest like restaurants? And, and they were like, there's a pub in the village. And I was like, all right, where's that? And she was like, oh, it's only five, 10 minutes walk. It was like fucking 45 minutes away. Um, but we came at the pub and we walked in. So we, when we went there, it was light. And we went into the pub. We were having a couple of pints. And then we had our dinner and then we had a couple of more pints and then we were like, right, Momo walked back to the cabin. And as we were walking back, we, there was like a gang of like 20 Neds mm. at the end of the street with the pub. And I was half pissed. I was half cut. So I was like to my mate, fucking just 
just stay on your toes here, do you know what I mean? Hands in pockets, like I puff my chest out. They fucking turned their Bluetooth speaker off, separated to let us walk through and they were pure. Hiya, are you staying down at the caravan park? Oh, we hope you have a nice time. Literally, I was like, oh, the young, uh, the kids in Glasgow are like <laughs> the same as the kids in Perth. That's that's nice though. Right, it was nice. Especially them turning their Bluetooth speaker off uh, for us. What were they listening to about? Do you remember? Oh, fuck knows, man. Like, hip hop. Yeah. That's nice. I like that. Mm -hmm. I phoned the police the other day, actually. I was walking through, see the bridge at the four, four corners, mm -hmm. just comparing Perth to Glasgow. Uh -huh. I was walking home for the cinema. I went to see Halloween Ends. We'll get to that in a minute. How I was disappointed, but I was walking home to get my steps and had to go underneath the central station bridge. And there was two young females lying on their arse up against a wall. One was absolutely paralytic to the point that at first glance, I was like, she's been drugged or something bad is going to happen. Mm -hmm. There was suspicious characters hovering around them as well. Mm -hmm. And I got to the end of the street and I was like, I don't feel good about that. So I phoned 999. Right. And I just waited and then they were like, we'll send an ambulance and all that shit. But people don't care, mate. I mean, there was a, there was a couple of police vans that went past us and I was trying to flag them down and they weren't nice stopping. Don't want to know. Don't, no interested. So they phoned us back 10 minutes and they're like, we never seen them there. I was like, mate, they must have just got up and walked away or somebody's fucking took them away. I don't mm -hmm. know. I'm just trying to be a good Samaritan. So that's the difference between Perth and Glasgow, mate. Mm -hmm. Just gangs of youth, man, out their fucking mind on drugs down at that four corners. Aye, mate, that bit down there, we've spoke about it recently. Yep. That bit down there, sitting in the square, man, it's like not good. Yep. They size you up and all, like the wee guys. They're kind of growling at you. You're uh, like, who are you fucking growling at? I'll eat you on a piece. <laughs> <laughs> I went to see Halloween Ends. Right, tell me. Disappointing, mate. Should I just no bother Mars? Have you got a cinema card? No. I wouldn't bother. Wait for it to come out onto the old IPTV and watch it illegally? Yep. Very disappointing. Woke push. And how so? They've just tried to change it too much. It's just, mm. it, it didn't even really feel like a Halloween film. Uh, Michael right. Myers wasn't even really in it that much. They've got this other character that it, they made it out that he got infected by evil. So it was like Michael Myers passing his evil to this young guy. And he was like the new Michael the Myers. New Michael Myers. What a shite. How many, how many Halloweens is there now? Mate, there's about 20. Remember the one LL Cool J was in? No. I've only... <laughs> <laughs> I've only ever seen, like, one to four. And then, oh, I've seen H2O. Oh. It was at the 20th anniversary or something like that. Is that why it was called H2O? That was the one with LL Cool J. Oh, was it? Was he I'm in sure it? he was in it. He, right. was, he was doing cratty kicks to Michael Myers. Aye, so how many's been? I'm sure there's been like an all three or four since H2O, haven't Mate, there? Hunters. The last two have been good. Halloween Begins and the one, I can't even remember the other one. but The, the last good. one with Jamie Lee Curtis? Yes. They were saying Michael Myers was homophobic because he killed two gay guys. But we're not talking about how the fact that he eats dogs mm -hmm. and stray fucking 
rats and all that. Mm-hmm. So is Michael Myers supposed to be like a zombie or superhuman? Like, what the fuck? Like, because he gets, there's, I'm sure there's one I've seen he gets an absolute fucking doing on it, man. Like, he's like, he's dead. And he just keeps getting back up. Aye. He gets shot in the face. I don't uh-huh. know. I think it's a human that's consumed by evil. I think that's right. it. Plus, he's a bit gommy, I know, ain't he? He would have been in the red group. <laughs> like one of the wins that could fucking rip the face off another win. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying, didn't you? I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I'm getting flashbacks to my childhood. Ah, there was one time in there. <laughs> ripping faces off the was Eating one time fucking in, cunts pinkies. Aye, there was one time in secondary school. There was a dude like that. And um, aye, man, we had a fight. And it was fucking, honestly, mate, it was so strong. It was unbelievable. Like, I was pure, what the fuck, man? Yeah. And um, then uh, through cultural things of like, all oh, right, okay, wonder what, what that is. Aye. Now you can look back as a therapist and you're like, aye. I know. Consumed by evil. Aye. <laughs> was he eating stray dogs? <laughs> but aye, I was going to get into Aberdeen. Uh, I was doing the Aberdeen Comedy Festival on Friday. How'd it go? Do you know, it was really enjoyable, mate. It was quite stressful. The, the whole tour's been stressful. In fact, we've not even spoke about East Cobride either. I last time we recorded was the day before East Cobride. The day before East Cobride. East Cobride was disappointing. There was a guy in the crowd, mate, that was a fucking horrendous cunt. Oh, really? Yep. I don't know if he was full of drugs or if he just had too much to drink, but every single punchline was met with a heckle. And it got to the point that people were actually telling them to shut up. Oh. Like our audience members were telling them to shut the fuck up. So it was still a good gig, but he flustered me so much. I had to drop into old material, like very old material. Right. So I'd I done about an hour and 20 minutes and I was doing jokes for like 10 years ago, mate, because... I forgot all, like I forgot all the Betty White stuff and all that, because I was in fight or flight mode with this cunt. Right. And I didn't know what to say, get him out, because see the the people that were working in the venue, it was like old women and stuff. So what are they gonna do? Mm. So it was just one for the team. It even fucking flustered Agnew. Agnew was supposed to do twenty five minutes, and he only done sixteen minutes or something. So because of this guy. Because of that guy, mate. Oh, for fuck's sake. So East Coast Bride was disappointing disappointing nothing against the venue the people were lovely the crowd was lovely and Aberdeen was amazing mate it was a hundred seats I think I had 30 people in and Ross Daly supported me it was a mental gig mate it was mental uh there was a drunk woman after it that says she wanted to suck my cock so how did that go she good it was the best no no <laughs> no do you know what I found? Sometimes in gigs, you do get that, right? No as much now, but she was there with her ma. She was there with her 70-year-old ma, right? Right. So her ma was sober, and she was white wine drunk. Oh, right, okay. And she said to me during the drug, the gig that she wanted to suck my cock, and then she said to me after the gig, and I was pure, you're here with your mum. So, aye. That How's was, your mum? <laughs> your ma went in on it and all <laughs> no but, take her <laughs> but it was, i just found that funny as fuck that's ridiculous mate you you attract them yeah i do attract them don't what, I? what's what what do you think it is i don't know you're a housewife's favorite for sure 
Aye. See when I wear my glasses as Bobby, somebody called me Spexy. You're dead Spexy. As Bobby? Uh-huh. Bobby's supposed to be like sort of a child. S- simple Jack. Yeah. Like that fucking hang out uh, uh Tropic Thunder. Yep. So I have had a I have had a pondering. I have spent five minutes thinking about that and wondering if it is like a sort of like innocence fetish. Mm-hmm that you've got because you play that character and he's quite innocent and maybe women find you non-threatening you know what i mean yeah and so you attract that sort of like but you also you seem to bring out sort of like sexual ferocity in these <laughs> in these women like that like a fucking random woman in the crowd people shouting out she wants to suck your dick yeah so they're like, maybe what, I steal your innocence or something? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't think I'm non-threatening. I've... I bet Bobby is. Yeah. So this is what I'm thinking. Like, because you play that character. Yeah. And they watch that character and they think, oh, he's dead innocent. He's dead cute. Oh, and then they come and see you and they're like that. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I Because you do, yeah, mate, that's, I mean, that's at least four or five that I've met where I'm like, she seems to have an unhealthy fucking obsession with <laughs> <laughs> it's not just women it's old gay men as well we've spoke about we've spoke, spoke about, about that in the you can fucking come and see me gig if you want me to hear that but i aberdeen was brilliant ross daly done well it was a good laugh what was the venue up at aberdeen it was uh breakneck or something no it was a hotel mate it was the because the festival's on and they, i put them in like random venues and whatever it was uh What's the rooms called? A, like a business room? Conference room. A conference room. So it was a bit of a, I walked in, mate, right? And it was the tail end of a hotel. We never sold any tickets. Daniel Sloss was gigging the same night in a fucking 1,000 seater. Jerry Sadowitz was gigging that night. And I was like, we are fucked. Mm-hmm. I walk into this conference room and I'm like, what is this, man? And... It, it honestly it ended up to be one of the best gigs of my life mate no, like i just went class. up so confident and i just winged it and i done all my new stuff and i think it was because i seen the madness here and i was like fuck it man let's just have fun Aye. you know what i mean and it was really good and i ended up sharing a, a room with ross daily there was a couple of things a promoter helped us but the promoter was a female and I was like, well, fuck, sharing a room with a guy. Like, two guys can go in together. And, uh, aye, that cunt fucking snores, man. Oh, no, does he? Aye. I think I'm definitely on the spectrum, mate, because I'm like, oh, I've got my wee tablet and I'm going to watch a wee film, cut to him snoring in his bed, and I'm, like, hovering over the top of him like that. Like, what age are you, mate? You've been walking down the pits because that fucking snoring does not sound natural. Uh, That's the shit that goes through your head. You're like, I could just put a pillow on her side and it could be like no class as mum. Imagine that. Poor Ross wakes up to fucking Darren Connell like that with a pillow. (laughs) 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 I saw fucking misery. They just broke his legs with a hammer. (laughs) So that's my support act, Ross Daly. He's a good good guy. guy. We've been hanging about with each other too, too much. Long. He is a good guy, though. No, he is Not a good a guy. And anytime Ross 
uh, I can get Ross, I'll give him a gig. He's gigging at the Funny Bunch on Sunday. Darren Connell and the Funny Bunch will be back for its fourth time. Um, we've got Stuart McPherson, Archie from Scott Squad. That's who that is. Then in the middle, we've got Ross Daly and we've got an up-and-coming comedian called Chelsea Young. She's like 60 gigs in and she's making waves. And then headliner is Christopher McArthur Boyd. Oh, wow. Yes. So these are TV comics mm. that are supporting Frankie Boyle and Kevin Bridges on the road. They're doing BBC work. They're in fucking Scott Squad. Then you've got the best up and coming comedians and you're getting all that for eight quid. Every one of them sold out. You know the deal. If you want to come, get a ticket. Happy days. Will you be there on Sunday, Pete? Absolutely. You're the jewel in the crown. <laughs> that lineup. Every every one of them's getting pumped. Especially Ross. Why the fuck did I say that? I just regret. So it. if there's anybody in the crowd on Sunday that wants to suck Rossy's cock, they should shout it. Aye. That woman again, we're more, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but there, there's something really unattractive about that. People think, oh no way. Like that's amazing. Somebody wants to shag you. No, a middle-aged woman that's fucking white wine drunk, mate. It was horrible. Do you feel intimidated by it? I wouldn't say intimidated. I just felt sad. I was like, you're there with your ma, you fucking crackpot. Aye, man. Wow. I'm Bobby for Scott Squad. That's like saying that to Screech for Saved by the Bell. Imagine saying that to Screech. Oh, mate, I want to shag fuck at you, man. I put Screech for Saved by the Bell is a fucking troll. You're a, you're a decent-looking guy. Thank you very and much. And then they watch you being a wee bit special and all like, that. I don't know, man. Get some wet. It's weird. Thank you. That's nice. It's only took fucking 47 episodes. Dude, I fucking tell you fucking episode three, you look like Robbie Williams. Right, that's fair enough. Robbie Williams is a good looking guy. <laughs> I found out the other week that Sharon's got a wee thing for Robbie Williams. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So you might be in with a cuck. So obviously you're taking it on me. Aye, that's why I hate you. <laughs> on. No, she was uh, um she was just she just saying, like just randomly, she was like, Robbie Williams is a good looking guy. And I was like, oh, do you think so? And she was like, ah, you know. Yes. You ever heard Robbie Williams' story about playing Stirling Castle? No. It's on Graham Norton, so bastardize this. But he basically tell tell a story on one of the episodes of Graham Norton where it might not have been Stirling Castle, I'm just remembering it as that well. He was backstage pre-gig and he went for a nap. And a cleaner came into the room that he was in and said to him, are you wearing Calvin's? And he was like, aye. She went, it's a bit gay. And he was like, oh, all right. Did you hear that though? <laughs> I just that? coughed and farted at the same time there. <laughs> so I'm so sorry. Yes. I'm so sorry, man. I hope I might picked up that fart there. <coughs> I'm sorry, mate. I cannot yes. believe no, I literally right. shat my pants. It's all right. You can fart in front of me, mate. Don't worry about it. We all do it. Even the queen. Aye. Oh no, she's dead. Um, so um, the woman came in and went, "Are you wearing Calvin's?" And he was like, "Aye." And she went, "It's a bit gay." And he was like, "All right." And then she went, "Do you want a hand job?" So <laughs> <laughs> we went, "Aye, all right." And this woman that's a cleaner like gave him a hand. So I think at this time he's he's saying like, "I'm young. I'm like I'm I'm at the height of my cocaine addiction. I'm not giving a fuck. Like I'm shagging it on tour." So this cleaner. Gets her fucking day made, gets to give Robbie Williams a wanker in his bed in Stirling Castle before he goes on stage. 
and then later on that night he was going by like whoever it is the the representative that's like showing him about and he's like so uh is that cleaner like no like what cleaner and it was just a <laughs> random woman that walked, <laughs> walked into the castle was cleaning the room pretending to clean the room robbie williams is in the bed and ended up giving him a wink wow that's amazing mate. i know mate how funny would that be I'm going to Google that later. Ah, uh, it's on Graham Norton. He tells it way better than me because he's funny. <laughs> Aye. Um, not as funny as the cough fart, though. Like, <laughs> that was I hilarious. I don't know why I'm getting a wee bit of coffee there. It's like, uh, you seen that TikTok where it's pure hide <laughs> fart and the guy goes, <clears throat> Aye. <laughs> Shits his fucking like, pants. Real, like, same time, man. That's brilliant. Love you, it. you see the shock in my face? Like, I've just shat my fucking... Uh, uh, shit has just came out my arsehole. So 36 minutes in, so we'll, we'll clip that for TikTok. Aye. <laughs> Mid-Robbie Williams story. Ah! But anyway, Screech, it's not the same, man. That was, he's, you know, I don't know, man. He's not a good-looking guy. Do you know he did a porno? Yes. Saved by the bell end. <laughs> Is that what it was called? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, mad Screech. Imagine if it was, but... Oh. He had to sell off all his possessions, not as well, as well as their porno. Because he was like... In debt. Well, I think he fucking thought he was a superstar when actually, like, he played a small role on, you know, like a kid's TV program. Like, I don't think you can go and live the life of Michael Jackson after the back of Saved by the Bill money. Yeah. And I think he was trying to do that. God rest his soul. Is he dead? Yep. He died of cancer, mate. I think I forgot that. Yep. Were you a fan of Saved by the Bell? Do you know when I was younger I was? And it was it was enjoyable. Who did you fancy? Who was the kind of main lassie? Kelly. Kelly aye. Kapowski. Yep. See, I've always had an eye. <laughs> Talked to my way about this. I liked the one, see the, the one that ended up in um, Showgirls? Yes. That had that horrific sex scene in the pool. Mm-hmm. I, always, I was always into her. So I always yeah. had a, a wee eye for, I don't know, stripper, maybe, I don't know. No, no, she was nice, tall, very tall, mm-hmm. long legs. I've always been tall, so yeah. I think maybe that's why I've gravitated towards it. Um, I, like, do you know what always, like, I watched, so when I worked in Virgin Megastore, the DVD box sets came out, and I bought season one of Saved by the Bell and DVD box set. Me and my mate took buckets and sat and watched it on <laughs> a Sunday night. Yeah. And we were just sort of sitting, getting like, the, who was the main guy? Slater? No. AC Slater was the sort of second guy, the wrestler, like the bulky uh-huh. guy. The blonde, the wee blonde, the blonde with aye. the pure, the jumper fetish. Um, Zach? Aye. AC Slater was basically his bully. They just promoted bullying. They just mm. terrorised him, called him preppy, and just like hung about with him, but like low-key bullied him. Yeah. And now that show was about like bullying, basically. What was it like watching something like that stoned? So I've done it. I've I've done it. I would advise people not to do it. I've done it with three <laughs> things. I've done it with multiple things in life, right? But three things stand out for me: Saved by the Bell, the original It, and uh, Thundercats. Mm-hmm. Where as an adult. You have this sort of like romanticized version of what these things are in your head and how good they were. 
and then you go back and you watch them and you're like it's actually quite shit like the original it is the tim curry tim curry's great in it but actual like i mean it's like four and a half hours long or some shit man. Yes. it's just like this is boring mm -hmm. i remember it being terrifying two parts man and then the spider at the end is just you're laughing at it yeah because the, the cgi is so poor but with thundercats it was very like the acting's terrible mm -hmm. so if you go back and watch thundercats like they, they are speaking like that you know what i mean like it's fucking terrible and we stay saved by the bell you're just like this is shit like cheesy mm -hmm. I always find it quite funny with the shows that same by same with the Fresh Prince. Like, there's always a drug thing in these shows. Like, so Saved by the Bell, it's like smoking cigarettes behind the dumpster. Mm -hmm. Um, Calton accidentally took speed once. Did he? In Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince, uh, because it was for studying, they study for their exams. They were yeah. taking speed through the night. Uh, but I remember uh, watching Saved by the Bell once. I can't remember who it was, but it was like such and such took a couple of draws of a joint and they're all playing basketball and stuff. And then the, the drugged up guy comes in and it's like, what, man? You are all losers. Come on, take some, take some. You're like, leave me alone, David. We just want to play basketball. Cut to him waking up in a coma apologizing to his coach i didn't mean it coach will you take me back <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen the vid the the, the anti-drug advert i think it was like 1998 in america where the wee boy takes the draw of the joint and then goes and gets a shotgun and shoots himself oh literally that's what happens in, it, in the advert amazing i'm going to try and, <laughs> i'm going to try and do a bit of this mate at my stand-up i don't know how i can make it funny but i remember a boy band came to my high school called how high <laughs> right right a free man boy band go see if i can find them and it was a drug education boy band right. and the guy came out and he's like hey guys i remember when i was 14 once i was sitting at a house party and someone spiked my drink with a quarter of an ecstasy tablet. Next thing you know, he's fucking bobbing and weaving, body popping, singing all these types of shit. See, because we were young, but we were all like, yes! <laughs> fucking how high, man, come on! Aye. Pure woo yes! Did you ever get anybody else go come to the school and do types of things? A police came and done a... <laughs> Turn a like a TED talk on knife crime. Right, aye, I remember that. Cut to two years later, and I'm like, that. John, can I get a hundred love hearts for seventy quid? I really hope how I don't know this. <laughs> I've let the boys down. Aye, aye, but aye, the police came and done all the, all the fucking chats. Which you're made me. You're sitting tripping out your mind on Eckies, and the members of how high are visiting you like <laughs> fucking Scrooge. <laughs> This is the ghost of Eki Future. <laughs> Come down past. <laughs> Yazoo present. We had the... <laughs> just take you. The ghost of fucking Eki present just takes you and it's just you sitting drinking a bottle of Yazoo. Banana. Aye. Uh, this is good by the way. Eki past is just like that. Can I get chicken boys? <laughs> See when I've got a come down, man. I love chicken boys. <laughs> um, we had uh, Daphne and Celeste remember them Daphne Daphne and Celeste they were like a girl group they had that song uh, 
I won't sing it, but it's like Please. you're the singer here, obviously. Um, that sounded like a dig. No, <laughs> I was kidding. On. Called uh, there's a song called Ugly. It was like U G L Y. You ain't got Come no on. alibi. Sing a wee bit. No, um, but they they came to my school and so did Status Quo. Status Quo. Uh huh. Played a gig in the assembly hall in my school. Status Quo. Are uh -huh. they know like a massive band. Uh huh. They did like a pub tour. Wow. During like the nineties, some must have been the nineties because I was at school. Um, I was in secondary school. I was maybe first year of secondary school. Do you know what? Let me find out when they did so this. What's the hits of status quo again? Like, fuck, mate. Fuck, so many. Like, um, like, aye, they've got a greatest hits album. Do you know what I mean? Let me find out the, let me find out the details of when this was because I, I want to get what time it was. So status quo pop tour. 1999, so fuck man, I was in like fucking fourth year of school or something like that. Fucking like, hell, mate. I fucking remember it. Anyway, they did a pub tour and they played a gig in the Solid Rock Cafe and <clears throat> one of the music teachers at my school must have had a lot of connection and that day that they did that, they came and they played like three songs and then sat down and did a talk about like, don't do drugs, like we've all been drug addicts and like alcohol abuse and stuff like that. Hey man. That's very cool, actually. Hey man. Pretty cool. And um, Tommy Burns did a talk. Was fucking hell. I hope he was nearly like, look, don't take Ekkies, all right? <laughs> no, he was dashing them out in the playground. <laughs> <laughs> no, he did, he did a talk about Catholicism and faith. Wow. And then gave out, like, the annual awards wow. at my school. My was, school's all right. Was it good? What, he's talking about Catholicism? I mean, I was sitting there like, fuck off. Aye. Up and ah, Tommy. Tommy! Tommy, see up and ah. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, mate, did you see that there was this whole fucking uh, controversy about the women's island football team? Yes. Singing out, ah, up there ah. Yes. Did you see the video with the mad fucking Bob and Sky Sports News? Pure, maybe you should go and read history. It's like, maybe you should fucking go and read history, you mad fucking yes. reprobate. The absolute cheek of that guy. Of an English person telling an Irish person to uh -huh. go and read about Irish history. They've committed genocide in that yeah. fucking... Oh, mate. I was and like, what? See, in all honesty, even British people are like, what? Aye, mate. Just the media are fucked, aren't they, man? Aye. Like, what the fuck? She was made to apologise. Honestly, I would have turned up to that Sky Sports News fucking interview with Barry Claverone and fucking a fake, a fake AK-47. Craziness, man. A, a couple of people pointed out that Irish teams have done it, like men uh -huh. and fighters have done it and stuff. But as soon as the women do it, they're like, will you apologise? So it's not only like bigoted, but it's also like sexist in a way. 100% mate. And also, let's get it right. We sing Flower of Scotland, which is a song about us beating the English army. Mm -hmm. It's just the, the difference between that and Irish rebel songs are really just time. Aye. But they're the same fucking premise. Like somebody's invaded your country and you're pushing them out. Like, what's the difference, fuck's sake? Rule Britannia and they want to talk about World War Two and Winston Churchill and the circle wanks that all these fucking cunts have about that. And they want to sit and lecture people about fucking history, mate. I actually, like, it's actually made me feel a wee bit fucking angry than now. Like, yeah. Fucking talking about that. But I seen a TikTok where somebody from Ireland was like, what they need to do, what the problem is, is that the Sasha isn't catchy enough. Like, ooh, ah, up there, ah, it rhymes. 
It's like, you know, it's catchy. That's why they sing it. They it's just... a toe tapper. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they just need to get the ones at the other side to be a wee bit more fucking upbeat and a wee bit of a toe tapper. <laughs> um, what was that I was watching the other day? Anthony Bourdain, right? Just randomly. was been watching this guy, the Guinness Guru. He's got like a YouTube channel and he rates pints of Guinness. Mm-hmm. And I was just like... I love Anthony Bourdain. And I was like, do you know what? I want to watch Anthony Bourdain try a pint of Guinness because he's pure mad into pints and stuff like that. And I went and watched Anthony Bourdain in Ireland and he did two tours. One at like the Falls Road and then one at like Derry or like the, the, he went to a Protestant area and then he went to a Catholic area. And he, he actually commented. He was like, the music in the murals for the unionist side is all kind of about killing Irish people. He's like, but the music and the murals for the Catholic side are about like being like their nation and the people that have like honoring people that have died. And he, he actually was like, there's a distinct difference between, ba-. and I'm like, fuck man, takes for somebody like Anthony Bourdain to come in and go, let's have a wee bit of realistic here. Like one side's not just the same as the other. Yeah. Like one side is an invading, murderous, genocidal, like fucking. British Empire and the other side, you know, people that are fighting to survive and get their fucking country back, man. I feel like the narrative about Irish Republicanism is so fucked. Yes. And it does just go, well, they're just sectarian bigots and it's like, they're absolutely fucking not. I've seen something in the comments of that and I absolutely do not know if it's true. I need to fact check it. So apologies if it's untrue, but supposedly the numbers of the population of Ireland is only returning to normal now. After the potato famine? Yep. Aye, it was like 2021 it returned to Aye. the normal level. Aye. Mental and thought. Insane, mate. Uh, do you know what? I feel so bad because see if that poor woman that got asked to go and see if she had have, could have been coached in some way to go, just go and ask them about the potato famine. Just be like, do you want, do you want to, you know, play reparations to the people of Ireland or like, do you want to give up your songs about your navy or your army or the world wars or yeah. whatever like that? You're fucking idiot, man. Because that's how the potato famine happened, didn't it? The, the British Empire stopped movement of food mm-hmm. and that's how that happened. Aye, they wanted labour, I think. They yeah. wanted people to leave Ireland and come for cheap labour. Killing over 200,000 people, mm-hmm. did it? So... In a population of a country that's not that big, yeah. really, you know what I mean? Like we're in a po- we're in seven million people. Like two hundred thousand yeah. people out of population in Scotland would be quite significant. Yes, and I think it was like very significant to Ireland back then. Plus the fact that it's over Sky Sports News as well. You're like, mate, shut the fuck up. What's the Aberdeen score? You know what I mean? Get Chris Boyd back my screen. I'd rather look at his fucking face and listen to you talk. <laughs> Try to lecture somebody about fucking republicanism or... Would you like to apologise? No. No. Fucking idiots, man. So, there we go. Um, will we get off? Aye, aye. That shit. All my Rangers supporting family will be like... Ah, ah. Mate, it's got nothing to do with Rangers and Celtic, this stuff. It's like actual morals and history. It's got nothing to do with football. That's what, that's what the media want today. Uh-huh. Even, even in this country, they want to bring it back to that football hooliganism and sectarianism and look at these people and blah 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 and it's got nothing to do with that man us against them it's no fuck that man we're all the same we are we are all the same baby let's move on for that subject i mean i'm not uncomfortable i can calm down maybe a wee bit yeah i'm not uncomfortable i'll talk about it no bother 
what else? What else is there? See, Angela Lansbury passed away. Another, she was a golden girl, wasn't she? No, no, she was the beauty and the beast. I wish she. I felt that when she died. Did you? I actually, I didn't even have to. Honestly, see, when Angela died, I was lying in my bed and I felt her voice just did that into me, mate. It's off to the cupboard now if you chip. And I sat up <laughs> in my bed and I was like, Angela's just passed away. First name terms? Yep. Angela's dead. Say hello to Betty when you're up there in heaven. A remix of Beauty and the Beast and the Golden Girls theme. I was very honoured that a lot of people were like, we were waiting for you to comment. <laughs> like I was a fucking spokesperson. I think it's probably because of the comment that you put out about Betty White. They were yeah. waiting. They were waiting for you to be like. But how would you have felt if another comedian was like, fuck, get her it. She was old. I'd be like, hey, you stealing my moves? Angela was not old though. She'll live forever. <laughs> in, in your heart in the Disney universe were you a fan of Murder She Wrote I never watched it all the time but I was a fan of her I liked her did you I like Betty White as well aye not against Betty White they're two wee cool old women I just hated the response to their deaths we'll need to um, try and keep an eye out and see if they auction off Angela Lansbury's possessions on the internet yeah because I would quite like to prance about the stand on a funny bunch night in one of her dresses Speaking about nights, I think we should look into running a podcast night. Uh, people are asking me, and not make it a a funny bunch thing, but make it a ticketed thing. Maybe you could get some music people, and I could get some comedians. I, I don't know how we we could make it work, but we could look into it. Yeah, straight white whale night. Yeah. 500 people turn up. You look absolutely devastated when I suggested that. 500 people turn up and uh, it's just me singing fucking tale as old as time. Mm -hmm. Were you hiding behind the wall? Because I don't want anybody to see you. <laughs> I've got a mask on. <laughs> David Blind Boy does wear a bag on my head. Aye. Or uh, Ugly Bob for South Park. I would love to do a, a podcast night. You said I look devastated. Did he look devastated? I was rolling my eyes and went, because it's like, I fucking suggested this like four or five times to you, Darren. I know, I know. Now you're stealing my idea. But now the time is right. Okay, let's do it. Should I do it for Christmas or something? That sounds good. I was going to suggest a venue near the Four Corners, but fuck that. You know the one I'm talking about? What's it called again? It's a great venue as well, but the Four Corners. Oh, yeah. Classic Grand? Aye. <clears throat> Aye. Fuck that. Nah, fuck that. She's mugged outside after the fucking show. Um, another thing as well, a lot of people are asking about the Ouija board. So right, fill you in. Update. I've got an update, yes. So I put the call out. Um, I met the ghost hunters. I went and met the ghost hunters for a cup of tea. Right, was it the guy and the woman? Yes, right. the ones that did the Sean McDonald oh, podcast. Right, uh -huh. Lovely people, by uh -huh. the way. And did she mention your studio? She mentioned the studio. And a, a weird thing really happened as well. I told her, for people that's watching the podcast, I'm sure you've heard me talk about the Uncle Jerry dream. Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, it's one of the things when it happened, I'm like, I'm never telling anybody. But now it's kind of turned into a party trick. I tell every country. Mm -hmm. I've told it so much that sometimes, I wouldn't say it's boring, right? But I've told it so much, I'm so used to it. Mm -hmm. So I was like, they were like, has anything ever happened to you? Have you ever done the Ouija board? So I told them about a time that I did the Ouija board. I think I've said it on this podcast as well. Can't remember. So I told them that time it was a really scary, horrible experience. Mm -hmm. And then I told them the Uncle Jerry story. And mate, I swear to God, man, see when I started talking about it, see halfway through, I was like, fuck, man, I'm going to start greeting here. We were sitting in Tinderbox in Ingram Street, mate. First time that I've ever met them. I'm sitting eating a cake and all that, right? And I was like, fuck. And I actually started bubbling. Oh, really? Aye. So that's the first time that's ever happened. And then they were like, oh, it's quite common and stuff. And uh, I, so I was like, I can't believe I get emotional there. I was like totally shocked by the, the fact that I, I was like greeting. Mm -hmm. But there were lovely people. We had the, see the Panopticon down at the Tron gate. Mm -hmm. So they found out that we were interested and they said yes. And then they found out that it was the Ouija board. In ghost hunters and then they said no what did they think we were going to be doing i don't know right. i think <clears> it was the ouija board that scared them away. Aye, well i kind of get that you know what i mean yep so i get in touch with the stand comedy club and i've asked the stand i'm just waiting for the stand to get back if we can't get the stand we'll get somewhere else but we've got the ghost hunters involved they're in for it and we might have the stand comedy that'd club. be great mate that'd be so good man it would be a good laugh but be good if we could do it on Halloween. But aye, it's a bit close, isn't it? It's a bit close, wait, mate. Wait, waiting for them to get back to you, but aye, that would be great. Live streaming that on Halloween, man. But, mm. Plus, I think uh, the ghost hunters—that's when they work. Aye, as well, of course. That's like their highlight of the year. How were they? What What was their opinion on what we were thinking about then? Do you know they were a bit standoffish and just be like, "Be careful!" Like, obviously, they're experts. And you get more, you get things like Ouija boards, spirit boards, there's, there's torches, special equipment. So it's not just a Ouija board, but they were like, be careful. Especially the story that I told them of when I did the Ouija board. So mm -hmm. it was, they were like, yeah, that sounds bad. Would they have better suggestions for stuff that we could do? Yeah, they were like, look, if you want to do the Ouija board, we can do it. But we are the experts and we'll guide you through it and all that type and of stuff. And there'll be the closing ceremony and all that yeah. to make sure that we don't get any demons. Mate, there's a couple of people that have messaged me like you need to say a prayer after it and stuff. Aye, and there's yeah. a closing ceremony. There's closing ceremonies and you can burn sage and all that, can't you? <sighs> Ward off any demons that might be kicking about after you. You summoned me. Aye. Pinhead and all that. See, I think they're remaking Hellraiser. Yes, it's coming out in the cinema. Oh, is it? I've been revisiting old films recently and it's been fucking amazing, mate. Aye. I watched Heat again. Oh, what a movie Heat is, man. Michael Mann. I did not appreciate how good that film was. Oh, fuck. It's, that's timeless. So mm -hmm. I talked about it and Saved by the Bell and, and all that. Fucking, you're like, oh, that's dated and shite now. Heat's fucking, that gets better. Like, The Godfather. Like, you appreciate that murder older that you get. 
Mate, there's a soundtrack tune. I've wrote it down, right? It's a Moby song as well. I think Moby's shite. I'm not a big fan of Moby. No. He's got some good songs. Like, he's absolutely... He's got some belters, right? But the soundtrack, I hate. He's got one that's called God Moving Over the Face of Water. It's at the end credits, mm -hmm. right? And I watched Heat, and I was like, that tune sounds amazing. Walking down the street, listening to the song... And I was like, I'm going to start fucking greeting again, mate. It was so powerful. Right. And it, it feels like it sparked the hunger to be creative. I can't believe how good that film is, mate. Right, it's it's so perfection. I googled it. Do you know it never get a sniff at the Oscars? No, nah, man. It just went under the radar. Aye. First I remember, I mean, I was, I, think, I, I don't know. When did that come out? 1995, I think. Right, so I'm like 13, 12, 13 year old. First I ever heard it was um, like a VHS or whatever. Go, my dad go to the video shop. We watched it and it was like pure, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Unreal. The cast is unbelievable as well, man. All-star cast, mate. And plus you watch it and you're like, have you ever seen The Town with Ben Affleck? No. Right, so that's about bank robbers and there's some cinematography in that that you're like, that's inspired Straight by heat. For heat. Yep. Then the, the, the Dark Knight, Batman. Oh, I think um, what's his face? Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan is like he's up front about like that. His cinematography is always like that sort of like he references heat. Mm -hmm. um, I think like is it the Dark Knight, the one I with the the Joker? Is yep. it I with the Gwandar and like he's there's the heist and all that and like aye, that's all just that pure looks like heat. You aye, know what I mean, and it looks incredible. Aye. Same with the masks and the van and stuff. Mm -hmm. Very similar, mate. It's like a Definitely. tip of the hat kind of shit. Uh -huh. But wonder if he took any inspiration for like Point Break. Because Point Break's a great movie as well. And it's got a similar sort of bit, you know what I mean, where they've got the masks on and stuff like that. Sure. I've it? not seen Point Break. Have you not? Mate, it's, in my it's been on my watch list for about four years. watch it. Don't, don't watch the remake. Watch the original with Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze. There's a remake as well. I'm pretty sure there's a remake of Point Break, is there not? There must be. Aye, but the, there's a bit in that that's quite, you know what I mean? But they've, um, aye, Point Break's a fucking great movie as well, man. That's amazing, mate. Underrated. I am going to watch that tonight. Nice. I've been watching uh, like Alien hmm. and uh, The First Nightmare in Elm Street. Um, we've got the first Halloween on the list. What else is on there? We've also like Disney Plus. Have you got a Disney Plus subscription? Yes. Disney Plus have got Halloween collections folder that's at the see now the bit at the top where you can go through it and it's like Andor and all that's up there then all the latest stuff. There's a Halloween collections folder and see if you go in there. There's like all of the Simpsons Halloween specials, all of the Family Guy Halloween specials, all of the American Dad, like or they've pulled every bit of content that's Halloween related. You put it into a section on Disney Plus and it's a fucking goldmine, don't you, man? I'll go and it's check that out. It's dark and cold. And... I'll check that out. I've I watched uh, The Walking Dead. I've watched, every, I've stuck with The Walking Dead since day one. I've never, right. I've never gave it up. And I watched the most recent episode and I'm like, for fuck's sake, man. They're, they're starting to morph. <laughs> they're starting to evolve. Right. The zombies. So, you know, I'm watching it. I'm like, why am I still watching this? I can't believe how much my life has changed since I started watching that, mate. See the amount of girlfriends and jobs and all that ah, I've had? Aye, it's mate. like such a long period of my life. Mm -hmm. And I was watching it the other night, right? And a zombie fucking 
turned moon and pulled a face, right? It's starting to have like facial expressions. Right. And then it picked up a rock to hit one of them. And then there was one when a zombie climbed up a ladder. I was like, fuck oh, For off, fuck's man. sake, aye, there are no zombies anymore. It's like, um, although it's not a zombie movie, it's infection until like 28 days later. Mm-hmm. The amount of times that that has to be explained to people. How come the zombies can run for it? Because there are no zombies. They're like infected. Yeah. They're still alive, like, but they're just infected by something. But aye, like Walking Dead is a zombie. It's like, they shouldn't be able to like smile and like, you know, blow kisses and... <laughs> at people I, with bricks because there was a heard the zombies walking and one of the guys made a noise and the zombie which li- literally done that where was that Glasgow <laughs> <laughs> zombie I heard something there there's something there there who's behind, that there behind the trees have you finished armor yes so far and we talk about zombies Um. I felt bad for him when he got killed. Did you? I did. I think they make you feel, they, they make you feel like, I don't know, man. They make you feel bad for him, in a way. I never knew that he found Christ. I, f- I think if maybe that was a genuine move for once. You think so? I think there was a genuine thing there for him. Right. He's I, so open and candid about it that I think he was genuinely like, I'm evil. Like, right, well, I'm he, I mean, I think this is, a, me and, me and uh, Sean were sitting talking about it. I was like, why do you feel sorry for him? The, the guy's an actor and it's not the real Jeffrey Dahmer. Uh-huh. So you're like, right, maybe like the Netflix, maybe the writing's been like, because you do start to feel, he feels like a child. See, like the bit where he's putting like the, the food on the seat and people are sitting and he's laughing and they're like, you're fucking dick and all that. Like, you're like, oh, he's like a child. But having listened to the tapes and stuff, you're like, this guy didn't understand himself. He wasn't like, I think they had, they deliberately brung in the sort of Ed Gacy thing. Well, like, this guy was a narcissist, like a genuine fucking arsehole guy that didn't give a fuck about people, murder people, didn't care. Pure kiss my ass just before he gets fucking, like, the lethal injection. William Gacy. What did I say? Ed Gacy. I think you were thinking about Ed Gein. Oh, I was thinking, I, I, is, who's, who is it? Who was the guy who dressed up as a clown? William Gacy. Right. So I, I think they brought him in deliberately to show you that they're like, look, Dharma wasn't a narcissist. Mm-hmm. He was like, he genuinely didn't understand himself and he, and he was an alcoholic. Didn't help. Yeah. But he, he just couldn't stop these urges. Like he just had it inbuilt in him. Yeah. And obviously we speak, spoke about the dad and the guilt because he was like, I I gave him this because I had this and, and stuff like that. But I felt really bad at the end when the guy, and it shows you what religion can date people. See the bit where the guy's like, I'm God's vessel and I'm here to punish you. And it's like, nah, you're no mate. You're really not. Like, and God didn't speak to you. Like, you're just insane. Yeah. It just shows you like the sort of like what religion can date people where they're like, I'm going to do something good for humanity here. And it's like, I don't know, man. You're like, a paranoid schizophrenic. Yes, I. And there's a reason why you're doing 60 years in a prison. Uh-huh. I felt bad as well. I mean, obviously what he did was evil, but that was true, by the way. See, when he get killed in real life, do you know, supposedly he didn't make a noise. Like that, the black guy that killed him in the showers, like he did, Jeffrey Dahmer didn't put up a fight. He didn't defend himself. And see when he was lying on the ground getting hit with a weight bar, mm-hmm. he didn't even make a noise. 
So how terrifying is that? I know, mate. He completely accepted death. He wanted to die. He did. He asked for the death penalty. Uh-huh. I think there was something like autistic about him as well, like like neuro like divergent or whatever. He just seemed very he was definitely he did evil things. Yeah. Like there's no getting away for that. Like I'm not saying I felt bad, you know, like oh he was innocent or no fuck that man. Like what he did was horrendous, but I think he's probably a case to be studied. Yes. Rather than to be like um like angled at if you know what i mean like i think you, i don't know man maybe i'm just talking shit i find it very interesting i find his take on it very interesting the way that he explains it all and you're just kind of like Fuck, man if this guy had control yeah and if it, things had been different for him maybe he wouldn't have been you know what i mean like he's more fucking left him at six but he was 16 or something like that. yeah he's just left i mean i think he was definitely a cocktail of bad shit. You know what I mean? Like poor mental health, alcohol, abandonment, no being able to make pals, like just everything bad. Like it was just all bad and it just all came together. And I mean, he wasn't a violent guy. It's just weird. If you know what I mean? Like see the way like he was hyper violent, but only when they were like sedated. Mm-hmm. I felt like he was conducting experiments rather than like Aye. actually like murdering people and like violent, like brutal violence. Like what he did was brutal. It was gory. It was grotesque. But I think the bit when he's in, he's like, I never hurt anybody. I made sure that they didn't feel any pain. It was more about his exploration of this impulse to do these things. I don't know, man. Still trying to get my head run up. Yeah. It's a bit of a fucking mind fuck. Did you find it shocking? I was like disturbed by it. By what bit? I've, we spoke about this two weeks ago, but I'll say it again for continuity. Uh, the deaf guy. Uh-huh. I, I, that really hurt me. Aye, because they seemed like they liked each other and he was being nice to him. And I think there was like a gap in there, wasn't there? Mm-hmm. Like between his killings or whatever. No, I knew the story. I didn't particularly find it that disturbing. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I think I've got that separation where I'm like, what I'm looking at is no real. Yeah. Um, but, aye. The whole thing's just mental. Quite, the bit at the end uh, where he was asking the priest, why do you think there's so many of people like me now? I think there's a part of your society that breeds insanity in a way. Yeah. I don't know. With, with like making people social rejects. I mean, it really is like, you know, if a small child gets bullied in school and they're developing into a human being, they're not even fully developed yet. Their brain's not even developed yet. Mm-hmm. And they're living in misery. And then they could be living in alcoholic homes. They don't know love. Mm-hmm. But by the time they're 19, they're fucking crippled with mental illness. They're using drugs as medication. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe all oh, that's got stuff to do with it. And then the kind of, you need to have a job, you need to have a trade, you need to do this, you need to do that. Yeah, mate. It doesn't I, even matter what it is. Like, me in, in, in America, it could be like, you need to go to the army. And then as soon as you don't do that, you feel like a failure because your dad's told you your whole life that you need to go and serve your country. Mm-hmm. And you've never done it. Aye, mate. I just think that we, and I'm, I, I don't shy away from this, the majority of us 
were raised by people who didn't know or understand themselves or could deal with their emotions. Like I know for a fact my parents were hundred percent like that and everybody that I witnessed, like you you talk about like the one guy where you're like, oh he had really nice parents, do you know what I mean? Rather yeah. than like the one guy that had parents who were screaming at him. Like everybody was getting screamed at. Yeah. And like I I think we get raised by traumatized people. And now we are having we're we are in an age now where we can understand it because the world's like interconnected and everybody's sharing their stories and we're like, oh fuck. Trauma does things to people, but Jeffrey Dahmer was a hundred percent traumatized, mate. Yeah. hundred percent. And I think like just so was his dad. And he never really done anything about it. And I also think I don't know if they were alluding to this. Well, like I know I'm 15 in, so I don't know what they were alluding to this where Jeffrey Dahmer said, I'm, I'm taking Prozac when he was in the prison and his dad was venomously anti-medication because mm. his dad would condemn his ma. How many of the pills are you on? And thought that the reason why Jeffrey Dahmer was the way that he was was because she was taking antidepressants and antipsychotics when he was in the womb. Yeah. And he found God after he started taking medication. And I think medication works for some people. And I don't know if they were alluding to that in any way. Yeah, but I think I like going back to what I was saying. I think part of the world that we like the insanity of this world that we've created, the society that we've created, forcing people to go and do fucking bullshit all day to make enough money to feed themselves and no give people like love and support and treat people like human beings and treat them like fucking literally like meat. Mm. I think it breeds something in this breeds us like because I. Anyway. May I agree with everything you said there? But I'm going to watch Terminator the night, so fuck Jeffrey Dahmer. What one? <laughs> no, it was just a joke. Oh, right. just <laughs> end on a positive note. Like, we've been out for 12 days, and it's like, Jeffrey Dahmer's dad wanted to eat people, or no? I Do want you know? to eat people. Really? You. Would you eat me? Get like, your dick. <laughs> mean that woman like that. yay I suck your cock. <laughs> I'm actually a performance artist I shouted that I shouted that at how high as well I took a quarter of an ecstasy tablet at a party get your cock out I want to suck it right that is us came to the end of the podcast do you agree <laughs> I think yes so. Paul thank you very much you're a good friend mate same to you mate it's good that you're back I enjoyed the holiday, but it's it's good to be back into the swing of the podcast. One thing I've noticed while we've been away is numbers has increased. Oh, really? Yep. I've noticed that we've got more reviews on Spotify and stuff. So listen to me, guys. If you're listening right now, do me a favor. Go and chuck us a five-star review on Spotify. Do it on Apple Podcasts as well. It really helps me and Paul keep this podcast alive. We're we're learning as we go and we're, you know, there's a lot of things happening in life. We're trying to set up a live gig. Well, we will set up a live gig and we will try and get the Ouija board stuff sorted as well. So, you know, anytime I post a podcast, can you please retweet and share and share with your pals in the WhatsApp groups and all that type of stuff. Um... Darren Connell and the Funny Bunch on Sunday. And thank you very much.
Murder, she wrote.